You are getting sleepy. Your CPAP mask is clamped tightly to your face. You will not toss and turn through the whooshing. You will not throw the mask. It's not working, Harold. People who struggle with CPAP have partners who struggle too. Luckily, now there's Inspire. No mask, no hose, just sleep. When I snap my fingers, you will remember to visit inspiresleep.com. Inspire is not for everyone. Talk to your doctor to see if it's right for you and review important safety information at inspiresleep.com. Hello, welcome to episode 30 of Prince Kai Fan Pod, a Marissa Meyer Book Club podcast. I'm Becca. I'm Bethany. I'm Ashley. And today we are wrapping up Cinder. Yay. Yes, today is episode 30. 30 episodes. Oof. That's crazy. That's yeah. a nice even number. I like even numbers. It is a nice even number for one book, 30 episodes, seven months, three hosts, 29 reviews. Oof. It's, it's pretty great. We didn't get to our goal of 30 reviews by the end of Cinder, so no Patreon yet. But we're so close. We are so close. It just takes one. <laughs> Who will be number 30? Who will be Please. number 30? And moving forward, the podcast is going to, we're going to have some new stuff going on. We've got a, a few other podcasts that we're going to do some guest episodes with. That'll be fun. And then we're going to do some topical episodes that we're going to, are going to be special sporadical surprises. You'll never know when <gasps> one's coming. So <laughs> surprise, surprise, it's a surprise. I did have some questions about the schedule for the podcast, so I'm going to explain that real quick. So what we're going to do (laughs) is all of TLC in order. So we're going to do Scarlet next, then Crest, then Fairest, then Winter, then Stars Above. We are going to do the two graphic novels. We have to do the two graphic novels. We're not going to do graphic novels chapter by chapter. We'll probably do each book gets like two episodes or something. I like that idea. Yeah. And then we're going to do Heartless. And then we will do all of the Renegade series in order. Then we will do Instant Karma. And by the time that's all done, her new series will probably be finished. So we'll do that, too. Mm-hmm. And everything Marissa Meyer writes, we're going to just cover on the podcast. So as long as she's writing, we're recording. Woo! We'll keep going. Yes. So let's first talk about Fan Art Friday, because I made a, a whoopsie last week. You did it the day after, didn't you? Yeah, I forgot to share it all together, and then I did it the day after. And then I shared the wrong one. So we actually had two last week, (laughs) one of which was talked about on the episode like usual, and one of which we'll talk about now, which was from Art by Aviva. (laughs) What did you guys think of this one from Art by Aviva with Cinder Under the Moon, Fist Pump in the Air? I I see it as like a power stance, like, ha! (laughs) And I'm doing the stance that she's doing. (laughs) Yeah, which when Ashley does it reminds me a little bit of Shira, the Princess of Power, but... I don't know. Do kids know what that is? <laughs> it's He-Man's twin sister. She had a cartoon in the 80s. She was great. I really like the glowing halo around the moon. Yeah, the moon is very luminous. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Art by Aviva, you're great. And Art by Aviva has already sent me some really great stuff for Scarlet. <laughs> so as soon as the pictures she sent me are... Spoiler free, we'll be sharing those too. So it's very Yay. exciting. And then our fan art that I shared this morning 
Which, by the way, happy birthday, Taylor Swift. Not that anybody besides me cares. <laughs> no, no, no. Lance does. Shout out to my friend Lance, who loves Taylor Swift as well, and got yes. some swag today yes. from Taylor Swift. How old is Taylor Swift She's now? 30. Okay, I was going to say, yeah, she's quite young. Yeah, she's two days She's two days older than me. <laughs> 30. That's bonkers, because I feel like just yesterday she was 17. Yeah. Nope, she's 30. She's a grown woman now. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so this next one is from Mariana Doodles 97, and I love it. I love how complicated it is. I was sitting there looking at it for just like four or five minutes trying to see if I noticed all the teeny tiny little details, and I think I did. I, I just really, really liked this one. And I like her style. She shared with us quite a few times before, and I've always liked her style. This is going to sound like super nerdy, but there's a very good Fibonacci sequence happening Around Cinder. What's Fibonacci? The Fibonacci sequence, it's the spiral that goes down, goes in there. Um, if you look at how Cinder's actually sitting, um, you can almost see the Fibonacci sequence in it. And it looks really, really nice. Like a snail shuttle. Yep. Oh, okay, okay. It's okay. a mathematical thing. It's done in a lot of great paintings. I never would have even noticed something like that. So this is why it's great to have you here. <laughs> Part of being married to an artist, part of actually, like, just looking at art in general. When I was a young kid, I took many art classes because it was an easy A. So I took them, and that's one of the things that I learned. There's actually a lot of traditional painting aspects in this, so that's why I like it. It's very well compromised. It looks like it's a digital, for sure. I think I'm obsessed with digital art now after getting that one last week <laughs> and seeing this one because it's just so cool. Yeah. It's so stinking rad. You should, you should go look up how people actually do digital art. I've been watching videos on Instagram. <laughs> yes, it's awesome. It's it great. is really cool. It is really cool. Yeah. Becca, what did you think of this one? Did you love your Ico in this? I love her pearls. <laughs> I her didn't pearls. She's got her pearls and her lipstick, and oh. then the t-shirt says Prince Kai Fan Club. That's perfect. Did you guys notice that? I didn't notice it. I only got a, I only so got to briefly look at it to, this morning because I was pretty busy all day. I had to go to the thrift shops and go look at thrift shop stuff. I had to get all the laundry. I had to go help my friend Jason find cologne. I was busy today. <laughs> I was busy, very busy today. Speaking of, we forgot to do that. So thank you, Mariana Doodles and Art by Aviva for sharing your artwork. And we forgot to catch up. So no, you spent your whole day Thrifting and running errands. Is it well, fun, at least? <laughs> I wasn't running errands. I'm side-questing. Side-questing. <laughs> yes. All right. Side-questing all day. Yeah, I spent, like, three hours with Jason just looking for colognes for him. Um, and I found one for myself, and I'm wearing it, and it's overpowering probably to Bethany. I can't even smell it. Things on there. Oh, now I can smell it. Yeah. I love it. I don't like it. It's very... It's- <laughs> It's very masculine. Um, I don't mind masculine smells, though. Quentin's got some cologne that I enjoy, but I bought it, so. It smells um, like my, so my stepdad has a similar one, and I bought it, and I was like, man, this is, reminds me of something. So I started texting him, and I was like, hey, do you have this cologne? He's like, I have one that's very similar, but they smell almost the same. And I was like, oh, okay, so that's why I bought it, was because he has it, yeah. and it smells like him. And I was like, yes, I love it. That's very sweet. It is. What have you been up to, Miss Becca? Um, you know, my kids have had fevers on and off all week, so I've just been snuggling toddlers, or 
trying to referee toddlers because when one is sick and the other one wants to play, there's a lot of whining. Yeah. Yeah. So it was cute, though. Last night, Ben kept bringing Max little presents because Max was the sick one. And he was just, like, lying on the dining room bench, like, half passed out, like, just all ready for bed at, like, 6 p.m. And Ben just, like, was handing him random things, trying to cheer him up. Like, he handed him one of, like, my little cell phone stick charger thingies, like, and Max went to sleep holding it. It was cute. Aw, babies. Yeah, they're in their coloring right now. Good. (laughs) Coloring is good. They have some baby shark coloring pages. Yay. Have you seen the baby yeah. shark wrapping paper? Oh, no. I forgot where I was at. It's either Five Below, Target, or Walmart. One of those three. I was looking for wrapping paper for our guests this year, and they had baby oh. shark wrapping paper. One of those places. This makes me wish I hadn't already bought a roll of wrapping paper, because I literally only need the one roll. I cannot justify buying another roll. Yeah. For any reason, I don't have a place to store it, but that is awesome. Yeah. Wow. Bethany, what about you? What baby shark things did you see this week? Uh, no baby shark stuff. (laughs) I, what did I do? I finished school. I got all my grades back and I did keep my A's. I'm very excited about that. Um, I was really worried about that ridiculously complicated Spanish final, but I did manage to keep an A. So very exciting. What else did I do? Thank you. I read both the graphic novels for TLC. They're amazing. I cannot wait to get to them on the podcast. Oh, my goodness. I made a list of all the books I'm going to read on my break. There's a nice little stack on my desk of what I'm going to try to read. And I go back to school January 2nd, so I don't have a lot of time. <laughs> you got 10 books. I think you can do it, right? Yeah, I guess that is 10 books. I didn't think it was that many. Those little, well, there's a lot of little ones that I have. Oh, yeah. Those I have to read for my accelerate or not accelerated. We get advanced reader copies at the store sometimes, so I have to read those so I can get back to the publishers if we're going to keep them in the store or not. Yeah, I don't really have a lot going on, guys. Oh, I have to have surgery. For what? Oh, oh your shoulder. My right? shoulder. Yeah. yeah. I It came out the other day. It's done that before. It's come. So I dislocated it. No, not. I keep messing this up. I separated it in February. Apparently there's a big difference. Like dislocating uh-huh. it, I guess, means that it just like fell out of the socket. But separating it means that you tore through tendons and tissue. So, like, the uh-huh. dip, it's really important to make a distinction, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, a dislocation just refers to the bones. Yeah. Yeah, separation is, oh, that's a lot harder to heal. It is. And it's it's been happening a few times now when we went swimming. It yeah, happened. It happened a couple of times. Like, it's usually like that, though, where it's just a little push, and I feel it shift, but it goes back, and it hurts really bad, but it's fine. Well, the other day it happened, and it hurt really bad. But it wasn't fine. Oh, it started like spasming. Oh, ooh, ah. Yeah. So yeah. okay. So I went to the doctor oh. four days later, and it was still spasming. Ah. Oh. And he oh. did a bunch of like X-rays, and thankfully there was no MRI because I'm really claustrophobic and I would have had a panic attack. They usually have to give me drugs hmm. for MRIs and CAT scans, mm-hmm. especially if it's a seizure one because they put the cage over your face, ah. which is terrifying. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah, I went in and got my x-rays and he did an evaluation. And then he apparently hasn't done a shoulder surgery since his residency. So he referred me to oh, another cool. surgeon mm. and I'm supposed Good. to meet with, I'm supposed to meet with that surgeon on Wednesday and we'll discuss what, like when they're going to do the surgery, I guess. And it's supposed to be, my dad said it should be non-invasive. Like it should just be, they should be able to use just a probe. Yeah, yeah. It should be left. So yeah, I would expect them to be able to. Jerry had that rotator cuff surgery back in April, and his was supposed to be just like the laparoscopy. They call they it um, cut it in, but that's pretty rare. And anthroscopic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I got to find out about that next week. Otherwise, there's not much going on. It's my birthday this weekend, so I'm getting cake. Hell yeah! Hey! So something my mom did when we were kids is on your birthday, everyone would come into your room and wake you up in the morning by singing you happy birthday and you would get a cupcake. So you basically like, before you even have time to go to the bathroom or brush your teeth, you wake up with a cupcake in your face and you get to blow out the candle and have a cupcake for breakfast. And it's the (laughs) best tradition ever. Anyone who has kids, please do this. It's a wonderful way to have a birthday. So I'm really excited for cake. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's like one of my favorite things about my birthday is cake. <laughs> so John's birthday was this week and I went and bought him a cake and I sang him happy birthday and I was like, we went and had dinner and all that and I was like, I don't feel well. So I didn't, even, I haven't even gotten his cake yet. And it was on the 10th and today is the, the 13th. So it's been three days this cake has been in there. I haven't eaten any of it. What kind of cake is it? Confetti cake. Ugh, I'm not, I'm fine with that. Having that, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. I'm sorry, what flavor was it? Confetti. Oh, well, what kind of frosting? Buttercream, white. What? Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's I what like he chose. The, I like the rainbow chip frosting. Like, yeah. not the funfetti, but the rainbow chip. No. Rainbow chip frosting is good on confetti. It's way better than funfetti frosting. Mm. I, sprinkles are stupid. Sprinkles are stupid. <laughs> I love sprinkles. Sprinkles are so stupid. <laughs> But okay. I don't like how they're just sugar pellets that don't, they taste like wax. The only sprinkle I like is not really a sprinkle. There's only going to be like 50 people who understand what I'm about to say. There's this local place in Decatur, Illinois called Creckles Custard. They have lemon flavored custard with strawberry flavored sugar crystal sprinkles. Okay. They are delicious. It's a local chain. Yeah. There's like... There's, like, two or three in Decatur. There's a couple in Mount Zion. There's one in Springfield. But it's, like, really, really local. Like, if you're not from central Illinois, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But they have the best custard, and I love their sprinkles. I pay the extra 25 cents, and you get, like, a little tiny plastic cup of just sprinkles. So, like, once you – because what they do is you just get a regular cone of custard, and then they dip it in sprinkles. So I get – if you pay 25 cents, you get, like, this little cup with, like, three tablespoons of sprinkles. (laughs) <laughs> so when you run out of sprinkles on your cone, you just get more sprinkles. It's my favorite thing about going home to Illinois. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. Ugh, custard. This whole um, pod retreat happens in March. I'm totally driving home the northern route so I can go get some of these sprinkles. Yes, you should. That sounds amazing. Speaking of... There might be, the podcast might be going on the road. On the road. So Marissa Meyer is doing another book tour, which makes me so happy. And I will definitely be going. 
but hopefully Ashley can come with me and yeah. Becca can meet us in the middle because it'll be in Missouri. So it's it's going to be about nine and a half hours for me and Ashley and about five or six for you. And we'll meet in the middle and we'll get to meet Marissa Meyer and hopefully yeah. tell her that there's a podcast that worships her. <laughs> yes, pretty much. I hope that I can. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to because I'm uh, taking a lot of leave in March. So we'll have to see. I really hope that I can. It's all dependent on gas money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I understand yeah. that. If nothing else, I will definitely be going. If if you guys can't go, I'm going to go to the one in Texas, though, because it's like two hours closer. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Well, okay. But if, like, worst case scenario, if that happens and you go to the one in Texas and we're not there, just go ahead and Skype us in. I was going to say the whole whole thing. Bring some pictures of us. Just be like, (laughs) these are my podcasts. Go hurt. Like on popsicle sticks. Yes. Yes. Anyways, the podcast (laughs) might be meeting Marissa Meyer. That would be cool. Yeah. I would love it if she would know about us. She went on another podcast this week, and I was really excited. It was a great interview if anybody wants to go listen to it. It's called 88 Cups of Tea Podcast. Yeah, okay. But, yeah, hopefully someday she'll know that there's a podcast that worships her, and she'll come on our podcast. Hell yeah. That would be exciting. So moving on, we've got a bunch of reviews, which is very exciting. From Renegade Nova on Apple Podcasts. Amazing podcast in all caps. I really enjoy listening to this podcast. It makes my days better. It's fun, funny, enjoyable, and such a great time. Everyone needs to listen to these amazing people talk about an amazing series. Smiley face, five stars, one exclamation point. Very exciting. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. I'll go ahead and read the next one. It's from Emma on Apple Podcasts. Emma, I'm just going to say Emma because there's a bunch of numbers after your name. (laughs) It says love with two exclamation points. I've never really have been a fan of podcasts until I found this one. I really love fantasy reads and this podcast helped me get into various fandoms and fall in love with many series. Don't hesitate to subscribe to them because you won't be disappointed. Smiley face. I'm currently binge listening to the Lunar Chronicles podcast right now. Five stars. Ooh, binge listening to our voices. Ooh. Hey, that's what I do. (laughs) The next one is from Crazy J8 on Apple Podcasts. They say, I love it. I loved the book so much before this, but now I love them even more. I didn't even know that was possible. Becca and Bethany put so much detail into each episode. I just wish I could be a part of the discussion. I'm so glad that I found this podcast. Thank you. That is actually, that's actually our first and only four-star review. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, we're just still pretty It's good. still really high. There are some podcasts that get, like, really bad reviews, and I'm really scared if we ever get one. <laughs> I wonder why we lost the one star. How can we improve? Let us yeah, know. Yeah, let us know. We'll be happy to. I can always tell when someone has is, like, relatively new to the podcast because they don't put Ashley's name in the review. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, they don't know that we got a third host yet. <laughs> They're not there yet. Yeah. Oh, so maybe... Once they get to the Ashley episode, they'll raise it to the five stars. And then when I come back, they'll lower it again to, like, three. No. Three of us, it'll be five again because that's the golden. That's funny. So the next one, from our wonderful logo artist, Angela Wong on Instagram. I've been listening to Prince Kai Fan Pod for a while now, a.k.a. ever since they came out. And I absolutely in love with this podcast, two exclamation points. The hosts all have wonderful personalities and have insightful comments on what they read. 
It's extremely interesting to hear what they think about the plot. One exclamation point. And not to mention, their tangents are fun to listen to. Another exclamation point. I 100% recommend listening to Prince Kai Fan Pod if you're a Marissa Meyer fan. Heart, heart, five stars. So sweet. Heart, heart. (laughs) Okay, we got one from Real Princess 1211 on Instagram. Says, Love your podcast with three exclamation points. I have read all Marissa Meyer Lunar Chronicles collection, and I really love it. I'm from Puerto Rico, and it's difficult to find people with the same interests, so I hear you guys. I love to write and read and paint and lots of things, but I really love hearing your thoughts about everything. Gracias, two exclamation points. It's very exciting. And I got to message her, and she was very nice about my inconsistent Spanish. The next one is from Art by Aviva on Instagram, one of our Fan Art Fridays from today. I absolutely love this podcast, and I love how Becca and Bethany go so in-depth for each chapter and bring to light some things I never caught while reading on my own. I love how when I listen, I get to know Bethany and Becca as people, and I love the tangents they go on and how they manage to tie in real-world situations with the story. I give this podcast five stars, exclamation mark. Yay! I love when people say they love our tangents, because then it's like free range to talk about whatever we want. Because right? <laughs> sometimes our tangents get out of hand, and I'm like, oh, I feel so bad. <laughs> So our next one, it's from Just Casey on Instagram. I always wanted to get into podcasts and keep up with them, and I never did until now. I love this series and the fact that there's other people sharing their thoughts and opinions about specific things. I can relate to you all. I had no one to share the series with until you guys. One exclamation point. Thank you so much. Yay. From Lynn Cinder on Instagram, I love this podcast. All the details, funny conversations, and rants. Winky face. Ashley, Becca. (laughs) Ashley, Becca, and Bethany put so much work into the smallest little things that I never even noticed. And it's so cool to see all those details. Thank you so much for starting the very first MM podcast. Makes me so happy that I get to hear about more people's points of view on the story. Smiley face and heart. Yay. Yay. So a big thank you to everyone for all those reviews. We're currently at our goal of 29 out of 30. So we're almost, we've almost reached our goal, but not quite there. So close. Soon. Perhaps by the time this drops, we will have met our goal. That would be exciting. And then I also wanted to give a shout out. There's a new podcast in town. (laughs) It's called Is That a Book Pod? And they like talk about movies that are based on books. And it's basically like, did you know that was based on a book? Oh, they did one on the Grinch, and it was really cute and funny. Um, and you can find them on Instagram, iTunes, and all that stuff. But I just really liked them. And hopefully, I'm in discussions with them about doing a crossover. Oh, okay. About Cinderella. Oh. So stay tuned. Maybe we'll do that later. <laughs> and we're not doing any chapters today because we're just doing a wrap-up. So should we do our raffle winner? <gasps> Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> for a second because we have a hat it is a floppy hat and bethany wrote down everyone's name i cut them out (gasps) sorry i'm really excited about who just won (laughs) (laughs) so bethany who won channery's little devil (laughs) who was probably one of our very first correspondents i think right so i'm pretty sure she left us our very first review and was the first person to start emailing in questions and stuff 
She's been, we've talked about her almost on every single one of the episodes. Yes. At least ones I've been on, I think we've mentioned her at least every single time. Yes. So, so I'm very excited yeah. that she won. So Yay. I'm very excited, Cherry's oh. Little Devil. I once referred to her as Channery's Little Angel. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to put this right here. Perfect. Okay. So I'm very excited. Congratulations, Channery's Little Devil. In a few weeks, you will have your package. I'm going to decorate the box and everything. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you need to get stickers and I My friend Amy has a cricket. Okay, you have to explain what a cricket is. Oh, a cricket is like, um, it's a printer that you can use to print stickers, and all you have to do is find fonts and art and, you know, clip art graphics or whatever that you want to print, and instead of printing... On a piece of paper, it prints it as a sticker. There is you go. Is that a good explanation? Yeah, it, it, it cuts it out. It can do fabric now. It doesn't really cut it out. You still have to... Oh, so it used to be that it actually would cut it out for you. You still have to carve the... the. Oh. It depends on the model. There, oh. That makes more sense. Okay. Yeah. So my mom, yeah. she when she had one, it would just cut it all out for you. And then you pop it up, and then you go off from there. Oh, okay. Well, my uh, friends isn't like that. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's cool. fabric, a lot of them, or most or all of them, can do the vinyl mm-hmm. that then you can put on, like, T-shirts or yes. um, glassware or whatever. I have them at Do Space. What is Do Space? The library, the tech library here. Oh, okay. Did you never go to there? Nope. Oh, my gosh, it's amazing. Well, I guess Quentin has his own 3D printer, so you don't need to go there. But they have, like, 3D printers and laser cutters and so it's like a makerspace it's a makerspace okay that's exciting i like those i'm down that's pretty bad oh my goodness okay i have some stickers i'm gonna put in this package as well okay so first things first guess how many gloves are in the entire book becca first (laughs) (laughs) 200 200 okay what's your guess my number okay i'm gonna say 150. You guys are way off. Quentin was closer than you. What did he say? He said 50 oh. and there's 70. Yeah. I didn't, I oh. didn't even get prices right. <laughs> I thought like, oh, there's probably like five per chapter on average. No. Well, guess, okay, here's another one you can guess. There was one chapter that had the most. Guess which chapter and guess how many it had. Seven. Chapter seven, seven or how many it had was seven. Yes. The okay. answer is yes. Nine. Chapter 9 and it had 9? Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Becca, kind of. It was chapter 30, but it had 9 mentions of the word gloves. Okay. All right. Glove or gloves. I counted both. Okay, so now here's the really fun one. Guess how many total Easter eggs there were in Cinder? 250. No. 42. No. More or less. Less than yours, more than hers. Um, 100. 56. No. 100? No. You next. 64. No. 69. Uh, 166. Oh, I was close. Wow. Yeah. 60. <laughs> and only 94 of them hatched. Oh, wow. Okay. Which we'll talk about which one's hatched in a second, but that means there's still 72 left. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. Holy frick. Wow. And That's a lot of stuff incubating. Guess which chapter had the most and how many it had. Most hatched or most just in general? Most just eggs. Chapter 15. No. Okay. Chapter 9. No. It was chapter 4 and it had 13 eggs. Holy sh**. That's a lot. In one chapter. Yeah. That's crazy, right? Did you count how many were hatched in one chapter? 
the one with the most hatches was chapter 37. Okay, because I was going to say it had to have been, because we, it was like every... I don't count the hatches when I'm counting eggs, because okay. we do those when we come across them. Yeah, because I was definitely sure it was something that we had just done, because it was like every sentence we talk about, and you're like, yep, egg hatch. I wanted to know how many hatched. <laughs> oh, okay. Altogether, 94 have hatched. Okay, 94. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so I also came up with chapter titles for every chapter. Oh, my God. And they're all friends-themed. Yes. Which Becca might be the only one who gets. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. That's okay. Everyone who likes friends will get it, and if not, it's still kind of funny. So, are you ready? We'll see if you guys like them or not. Okay. Okay. Chapter one is the one where it all began. That's a good one. Sure. Okay. I would have said the one with the sticky buns, but whatever. That was chapter two. Oh, okay. Chapter two is the one with the sticky buns. Okay. Because Sticky Buns wasn't mentioned in the first chapter. It was mentioned in the second chapter. Gotcha. So, chapter three is the one with Peony's ball gown. Aw. Chapter four is the one with the pumpkin. Yay! Chapter five is the one with the junkyard. Chapter six is the one with Audrey's verdict. Ooh, I like that one. Yeah? I like that one. Deep cut. Deep cut, for sure. Um, (laughs) Chapter seven is the one where we meet Dr. Erland. Ooh. you didn't say it in your accent. The one where I meet Dr. Erlon. There it is. My really <laughs> accent. I love it though. It's adorable. <laughs> Chapter eight is the one with the dream. Chapter nine is the one with the little green fireflies. Me! <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Chapter ten is the one where Cinder so didn't volunteer. I like that. <laughs> Chapter eleven is the one with Dr. Erlon's promise. Aww. Chapter 12 is the one where we meet Contorin. Chapter 13 is the one with Dr. Erlon's experiment. Mm. Do you guys remember what that was? Mm-mm. It was when he did the chiropractic thing. Oh. Was, and then, like, in the next chapter, he was like, oh, it's just chiropractics. And it was, like, big orange light going off for the lie detector. Uh, yeah. <laughs> chapter 14 is the one with Prince Kai's return. Chapter 15 is the one where Cinder's valuable. Oh. Chapter 16 is the one with Emperor Riken. Chapter 17 is the one with the return of Chang Sasha. Mm. Chapter 18 is the one with the pretty mechanic. <laughs> Chapter 19 is the one with Dr. Erlon's discovery. Chapter 20 is the one where we meet the predator. Oh my god, yes! Chapter 21 is the one with the D, calm. <laughs> Chapter 22 is the one with the Queen's Glamour. Chapter 23 is the one with the Queen's Gift. Mm. Chapter 24 is the one with Kai's Question. Chapter 25 is the one with Dr. Erlon's Gift. Chapter 26 is the one with the World Leaders. Chapter 27 is the one with Peony. Chapter 28 is the one with the Mirror. Chapter 29 is the one with Audrey's Punishment. Is that a good one? I like that one, yeah. Yeah, I was like on that one. It's cutting. Yeah. Chapter 30 is the one with Kai's gift. Chapter 31 is the one with Kai's promise, which Ashley named that one. Chapter 32 is the one with the lunar spy. Mm. Chapter 33 is the one with the ball. (laughs) Chapter 34 is the one with Cinder's warning. Chapter 35 is the one where everybody finds out. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Chapter 36 is the one where Kai finds out. Chapter 37 is the one with Dr. Erlon's reveal. 
And chapter 38 is the one with Cinder's identity crisis. I like it. I love them all. Perfect. I think we should choose another show that we all love to watch for the next one and try to emulate what we did for the, the Friends ones. So the next book that we do, we have a show that we kind of emulate what their show names were. Do you have another show in mind that does themed I titles? Know. I don't know. That's the thing. I'd have to go and look at all. I don't look at the, the titles of all the, the shows. The only other show that I know that has a theme with their titles is Law & Order used to do one-word titles, but they don't anymore. Mm-hmm. And Grey's Anatomy is always the name of a song, except for the one about domestic violence, which was the uh, phone number hotline for domestic violence. Uh, I think I like the the song title. I think that would be cool. Yeah. We'll do that. For the next book, we'll do song titles. Yeah. I think we should keep a theme, like a whole theme. For each book? For each book. Do something unique and different for it. Okay. So the next book, we will do song titles. Yay! Yay! Love it. Now I have to go look up song titles uh, while I read Scarlet. (laughs) Okay. So now we get to talk about the egg hatches. Okay. Okay. Off the top of your head, can you guys think of anything that you know that hatched? Who Cinder really is. Right. Obviously. There's yeah. also, like, what else is there? Um, I'm trying to think. My brain's all, like, addled right now. I've done a lot today. I've, I've used all my spoons. Have you? Can you think of anything, Becca? Yeah. Um, the decom chip. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's one, yeah. Um, and then her and the fire. Yeah, and her fire dream. Mm-hmm. This fire dream, yeah. I wrote it all down if you guys want. I'll tell you all of them. Well, I think our our listeners would love to hear. <laughs> it's just Bethany talking a lot for this episode. It's fine. <laughs> okay, so in chapter one, the Easter eggs that are later revealed, she she swore she would never again put on the tiny foot, but she ends up having to wear it to get to the yes. ball. Yes, yeah. This is when we first get Kai's android Nancy. We learn later that it's the decom chip. There Kai. are some Easter eggs that are repeated. Like, they talk about Kai's android in several chapters. Mm-hmm. Kai is holding the little tiny foot in his hands when they meet okay. at the market, and he holds it again when they are in yeah. the garden, and he makes the connection that it was the one he carried then. Mm-hmm. When Kai returns to the market, when he gives her the gloves, he comes in, and he hits his port screen, and he repeats her line of, you'd be surprised how many times that works. I didn't even catch that one. Yeah. He <laughs> I said, love that one. He does and says the exact same thing she did when they very first met. Oh, that's perfect. Yes. So chapter two, this is when they first talk about her stepfather being some kind of inventor. We find out later he invented this lunar thing. Mm-hmm. Audrey threatens to sell Ico for parts, which she eventually does. Yeah, she does. Yeah. But she kept the most valuable part. Yes. Iko's personality. We They talked about in the chapter why the plague was all over the world in different communities and that they didn't know how it had spread to different communities. We find out that the plague came from lunar fugitives, and that's how it yeah. spread so quickly. Pearl wants to volunteer Cinder for the plague research, yep. which Audrey will do after PNE goes to the quarantines. Um, we find out later that Dr. Erlon started the draft because of Cinder slash Celine. Yeah. Cinder never fixes Peony's port screen. Oh. I didn't get that one. Yeah. That one uh, I didn't realize. And then also Cinder, in that chapter, Cinder claims that Audrey would never volunteer her because she needs the income, but Audrey does volunteer her. She didn't care. Mm-hmm. So that's But she did get income. She did. She did. Okay, so chapter three. 
Ivo says Cinder will need new gloves for the ball. <laughs> and Kai ends oh up God. giving her a pair of gloves to wear to the ball. Oh, that's perfect. Did you catch that I one? I didn't catch that one. That one's good. That's a really sweet that's, one. That is sweet. Yeah. Aiko yeah. says Cinder, at least Cinder at the ball won't have grease on her, like when they <laughs> first met. And when she goes to the ball, she's got grease all over her gloves and peony stress. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and oh, probably um, pearl shoes. And probably, yeah. Yeah. I hope yeah. so. I hope so. Mud and stuff. Yes. yes. <laughs> Iko also says in that chapter that Cinder pretends to be immune to Kai's charms, and Cinder later admits in her jail cell that that is true. Mm-hmm. And Cinder thinks in her inner dialogue, only in her wildest dreams would the prince ever want to go to the ball with her. Oh. But he does end up asking her a total of seven times. Oh, seven is the most yeah. magically powerful number. <laughs> <laughs> and she does go, so... <laughs> Yeah, he asked her a total of seven times. Oh, my God. You know what else as seven? Boy was trying. <laughs> Horcruxes. Horcruxes. <laughs> There's a Horcrux for every time that girl broke his heart. <laughs> chapter four. Oh, in chapter four, Cinder is replaying Kai's easy smile in her head, which she does later in the very last chapter when she's in the cell. Aww, yeah, goodness. I didn't even notice that one until I reread it this week. Smitten Cinder. This is the first mention. We get our first mention in Chapter 4 of Sybil Mira, but she doesn't get a name until much later. Mm. And this is the chapter where they talk about the conspiracy theory. But Dr. Erlon later reveals that Celine did, in fact, survive because we find out that Celine is Cinder. Yeah. Yes. Chapter 5. Cinder, we later find out, cannot cry because she doesn't have tear ducts. Mm-hmm. But in this chapter, it's just that she says she wishes she could cry. Cinder says that the plague is not her fault, but unfortunately, we find out it's spread by lunars. Yep, so it is her fault. Uh, not her alone. Specific, but, but yeah. 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 Also, and this was a, a one, again, I, I noticed it this week, which I was really excited about. She, while they're in the junkyard, she absentmindedly makes sure that she grabs the mag belt, which she later uses to fight off the androids. But there's an entire sentence in that chapter about her running back to get the mag belt. Mm. Yeah, she was a badass in that chapter. Oh, I I know, right? I don't remember that one. So, chapter six, Cinder says nobody survives the testing, but she actually does. She does. Yeah. She stashes the wrench in her calf compartment absentmindedly, and then it turns out she tries to use it later to defend herself against a poor, defenseless, tiny old man with a hat. Yeah, poor, (laughs) defenseless Dr. Yes. (laughs) Aiko is instructed to throw away Peony's ball gown in this chapter, but she does not. Aiko is just not about being told what to do. No, girl's got a mind of her own. She does. Chapter 7, Dr. Erlon gets excited about little girls because he's hoping... (laughs) He's hoping that it's Celine, which yeah. I believe Becca and I called him a pervert for a while with that one. I think we all did. All three of us did. Yeah. But actually, the reason he gets excited about young girls is because he's hoping one of them is Celine. Yeah. The teen's braid turning into a snake is a result of Dr. Erlon's lunar repression. Go Slytherins. And Cinder's birthday is actually incorrect. We learn out we learn her real birthday later. We do. Yeah. yeah. And it's coming up. Yeah, it is coming up. We should celebrate with like a cake on our Instagram. I can do that. I can celebrate on Instagram. This is the first mention of the little green fireflies. And we find out in chapter thirty seven that the twenty seven antidotes mentioned in chapter eight came from Dr. Erlon's blood. Mm-hmm. Chapter nine. The small shadow is her anti lunar chip. 
Yeah, it is. And the little green fireflies disappear because she's a lunar cinder. <laughs> Chapter 10. Dr. Erlon would have already known that she wasn't a shell because he could control her with his gift. And he uses his gift to calm her down, which is another hint at him being a lunar. And this is the very first time that we see her lie detector go off when someone is using their lunar gift. Mm, that's yeah. a good one. <laughs> Chapter 11. Dr. Erlon says he has theories about how she's immune, but he isn't for sure. He actually is sure. It's because she's lunar. Dr. Erlon finds out she is from Europe and was adopted at age 11, making him think she's not just lunar, but she is the lost princess. When he talks about her saving lives, he doesn't mean the plague. He means as the princess. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he does. They told her the lie, and the lie was to match her stolen ID chip. That's why they lied to her. Mm-hmm. And when he does get the antidote, Dr. Erlon keeps his promise to deliver it to Peony immediately. He doesn't even yes. hesitate. Yep. I love that part. Chapter 12, we find out that Kai's research is actually how Nancy got broken. Mm-hmm. And this is our first introduction to Jacin, but he will not get a name for nine more chapters. Oh, Jacin. Jason, my love. Jason slash Jason slash Joaquin. I like I like that we have three names for him now. I like that everybody gets to have their own name for him. I think it's fun. Chapter 13, the shadow on her neck is mentioned again. Mm. And Dr. Erlon says he found out about her family, but he won't tell her until later that her family is the wonderful Queen Lavana. The Predator. Chapter 14. Dr. Erland is lying to Kai to cover up her true identity, mm-hmm. and the pain will actually, in her neck, Dr. Erland says won't happen again, but it does happen again when she's in the elevator and Kai almost kisses her. Chapter 15, Cinder says she hopes she can fix the pumpkin in time for the ball, and she does. Yeah. And Audrey, Audrey threatens to dismantle Aiko, and Cinder says she never will, but a week Later, she does. Less than a week later, she does. She says Audrey and Pearl are her only family left, but that's not true because we get to find out that she has more family later. She's got a lovely aunt. She does. <laughs> and Cinder says no one would ever wear Peony's ball gown, but she wears it herself when she goes to the ball. Aww. That's a sad one. Chapter 16, they have a conspiracy theory that Lavana has spies all over Earth. She actually does have spies. We meet one. Yep. Chapter 17, Chang Sasha's last words were asking Cinder to bring Sunto to the quarantine. And later, when she mm. visits the quarantine again, Sunto is there. <sighs> yeah. That one gets me. That's a hard one. And this is also when we first see the ID chips being removed, which Dr. Erlon later explains. Mm-hmm. Chapter 18, this is where we get another indication about what information the android might be hiding. Chapter 19, Dr. Erlon says chances are she's never crossed paths with a lunar, but she's talking to one right now. I love that one. That one's one of my favorite ones. Yeah. Queen Lavana does hate shells, but the reason she wants to kill Cinder is because it's her niece. What a bitch. Yes. And then Dr. Erlon leaves four other hints in Chapter 19 about her being Celine. Oh, my God. And the lie detector went off because he does not think she was brought here by her parents. He knows she was brought to Earth mm-hmm. by the people that rescued her. Chapter 20, this is the second mention of Justin, but he still does not have a name. And the spacecraft information is how Kai will know that the mirror and the decom chip are lunar. Okay, yeah, 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 that's a good one. Chapter 21, 
Audrey will later see this memory of Aiko wearing her pearls and be disgusted. Sindri says, don't ever let Audrey see you in those pearls, and Aiko says, I won't. The initiating calm in this chapter will later come back when we get to meet the lunar spy. Yeah. This is the fourth time where Aiko or Peony has mentioned that Cinder is not immune to Kai's charms, and Cinder tries to pretend that she is. Chapter 22, Nancy does go and get the calm for Cinder, so that Cinder can come back to the palace. This is the first out of four times that her retina display tries to reveal the queen's glamour. Oh, yeah. I, like, I read it, and I was like, that's weird, and then... It's a very, very brief mention. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. But it's the first of four times in this book that it happens. I didn't know it was four times. It's four times in this book. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And Lavana will later tell Kai that she saw a lunar, that lunar was Cinder. Mm-hmm. Chapter 23, Lavana does end up finding the lunar girl very easily because she shows up to the ball. <laughs> and she does have her arrested as she threatened to. Yep. Chapter 24, Dr. Erland was not lying about being a lunar, but he was lying to her about being a shell. Yes. Chapter 25, Kai says the meeting is going to be a boring political meeting and a waste of time. But this is the first time that we learn about Lavana's army. True. Yeah. Dr. Erland is horrified, not because he thinks Lavana recognized her as a lunar, but because he thinks Lavana recognized her as Celine. Mm-hmm. Dr. Erland again hints at her being Celine when he calls her his miracle. Yeah. And Cinder will break her promise. She returns to the palace and engages with the queen. Yeah. We didn't have anything in chapter 26, but 27, Cinder is caught on video running away on the quarantines. Yes, she is. And it's mentioned twice and later in the book. Nothing for 28 or 29. Chapter 30, this is where Dr. Erlon tells us why she's so, one of the reasons why she's she's so valuable. And she worries that driving conditions will not be ideal. Two chapters later, she crashes her car into a tree. So she was right. They're not ideal. I mean, honestly, Cinder, <laughs> that tree probably actually popped out on you. So yeah. I feel you, girl. I feel you. <laughs> it was the windshield wipers. <laughs> so, okay. I'm like a terrible driver. I ran into, I've had two accidents and they were both parked cars. Oh my god. So <laughs> I am actually like a bad driver. This is why you should always drive. I always drive anyways because yeah. I get motion sickness. So, yeah. For you too, Becca. If you're ever in the car with me, like, you should drive. Yeah. Even if it's my car, I'll give you the keys. I'll be like, here you go, honey. Bethany can drive. Okay, Bethany will always drive. <laughs> Bethany's a grandma driver, so it's fine. It's perfect. <laughs> That's fine. John's like that too. I want to know how many accidents I've been. Oh, God. Oh, dear. Uh, I mean, there haven't been any since I don't even know how long. But I got in quite a few when I was younger. Although mm-hmm. I guess I did have two very minor little fender bendery things within the past, like, Five months. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, you know, I hit the uh, little badge swipey pedestal at the parking garage. Oh, did you? Yeah, and I backed into the house. Oh, okay. Luckily, I didn't damage the house. Yeah. I've (laughs) never caused a car accident. (laughs) Been in them, but I've never been the one driving. And I've only ever gotten one ticket. I was going 31 and a 30. Oh, wow. My oh, my gosh. I was very upset. Yeah. It um, was probably I'm one of the sorry. worst days of my life. Their radar is not accurate enough to give you a ticket on that. That is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, I was pretty upset. I've never gotten a speeding ticket in Northwood. I did get arrested once. Have I told that story? No. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tangent, how did Bethany get arrested? This is so... Okay. 
I was working, I lived in Clinton, Illinois, but I was working at the Hardee's in Lincoln, Illinois, which is about a 20 minute drive. I had to close the Hardee's in Lincoln and I got to my apartment at like 12.04, but it was my birthday. Oh yeah. You told me this story. Yeah. And my license expired at midnight and he clocked me at 12.04 and they arrested me for driving on an expired license. And I went to the courthouse a few months later and the judge was furious and the cop got put on probation. Good. Yeah, and the whole thing got taken off my record. But the judge was really mad about something about wasting time and resources over four minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So, fun fact, that judge divorced my parents and later married me and my husband. Oh, what a good judge. (laughs) Shout out to that judge. Judge, yes, he's a great guy. (laughs) So, yeah, technically I've been in the back of a cop car with my hands. Quentin had to come bail me out at, like, 1 o'clock in the morning. Aww. Good old Quentin. Good old what a, Quentin. What a good chap. I've been in the back of a cop car before. It's pretty terrifying. I had to show him my bracelet. Oh, yeah. Because I can't have the lights on. Oh, yeah. Because I'm sensitive to the flashing lights. So I had to yeah. show him my seizure bracelet, my yeah. super cool seizure bracelet, so he would turn the lights off. Wow. Yeah, it was fun. My friend got her, she got it actually tattooed on her with red ink and everything to show that she has medical issues oh what did she get it's just, just a, like the symbol just the symbol so that way when people see it they're like oh what is that and then she can explain okay but see the purpose of this is it's so that if you're unconscious seizure. yeah so if she's unconscious and they see that tattoo they can't ask her yeah she might have it down on something i have all my stuff on my watch which i'm not wearing yeah so you just have to go to the medical thing see, and, see and like my doctor i have it on mine too but my doctor said that it's not good to rely on the watch instead of the bracelet. You can do it in addition to, but it's not good to rely on the watch instead of the bracelet. The bracelet gets their attention and they know when they see the bracelet to check it. Mm -hmm. They're not always going to check a Fitbit or an Apple watch or things like that. But the bracelet, because it has the medical symbol, like they know and are required by law to check it. it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she's gluten intolerant. Actually she has, what is it? Celiac. Yeah. She has celiac. And then she's, bipolar so she's on meds for that type of stuff mm-hmm. so certain meds don't interact well with those meds so she's there's there's quite a bit that she is i don't remember i haven't talked to her in a in a while yeah but yeah mine is your seizure disorder mm-hmm. that's it it's just that's a seizure it. disorder but that's still but scary i don't have epilepsy and, and you guys might not know this but it's a very in the medical field it's a pretty big distinction mm-hmm. epilepsy and seizure disorders are not exclusive my seizure yeah. disorder is a chronic syndrome disorder, which means it's happening all the time. Mm-hmm. The first, shout out to Dr. Hayden, the first doctor that was capable of diagnosing me, it took two and a half years, described it as the neuron bridges in my brain don't mm-hmm. connect properly, so the messages sometimes get lost. Mm-hmm. So he described it as an old computer. It freezes up, and you have to jiggle the mouse. And sometimes if you don't jiggle the mouse, you just got to hit restart. And shut down and reboot. Yeah, at least five times. That's how he explained it to a 14-year-old child. That's um, perfect. That's a great explanation. <laughs> it is a great explanation. I love it. But it means that I'm more vulnerable because mm-hmm. it, it, there's not always a trigger. Yeah, it's always there. It, yes. it always happens. Yes, and, so, and I was really jealous. So I got to, my mom and I were in this support group when I first got diagnosed. And this is so, like, f***ed up, but I hope nobody judges me for it. <laughs> I got really jealous because almost everybody in that support group had a tell. 
Like, oh. one girl said she could smell burning leaves. The other girl said that, like, her tongue would feel a certain way. Another person said they would get, like, an aura. I don't get anything. I just have a seizure. That's I almost never know when they're going to happen. Sometimes I don't even know if they did happen, because if I'm alone and I just wake up somewhere, I don't realize how I got there. Mm. Or sometimes wow. I'll have them in my in my sleep, mm. and I don't realize it. I'll just wake up on the ground or something. Ooh. Like... I got so jealous. I was like, I don't smell anything. I don't get an aura. My tongue doesn't feel weird. Like, I have no preparation whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a really horrible thing to be jealous of. <laughs> but at the, I, I get why you'd be jealous of it. I understand yeah. that. Because I... Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can empathize with that. Yeah. More tangents for those who said they like them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This was my... One of my Christmas presents to myself was I got a new bracelet. It's a good... I think... That's, I don't think that should be a Christmas present. I think that should be a Christmas present to myself. Well, I had it, I had another one, but apparently it wasn't, it was a little plastic one. Do you remember those Live Strong bracelets? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. It was like that. And he said that he didn't think that was like a good identifier because people might think it's just like one of those support things. Yeah. So I needed a a real one. Mm -hmm. So I have a real metal one now. Yeah. Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> okay, Easter eggs, chapter 33. <laughs> wow. Okay, Cinder says that she hopes the foot stays attached, even though she didn't connect it all the way, but it later falls off when she tries to run away at the ball. Yep, we talked about that one in the chapter, I think. Yes, we talked about a lot of these in the chapter. Yeah, this is just so everybody things. knows what we have. Chapter 34, everyone was talking about how they weren't going to arrest her and that they needed to avoid that, but Kai actually does arrest her. Yep. Even though he promises not to, he he has her arrested. We finally get Jacin's first name in chapter thirty five, but we Woo! still we still don't know his last name. But we have his first name. But we have his first name. Girl crush. I I just thought his last name was Lunar. No, <laughs> it's just we don't have it yet. This is another mention. The dark film and diagram is her cyborg programming reacting to the queen's glamour. Chapter thirty six. Lavana realizes she is Celine and has her little outrage. Temper tantrum. Yes. Temper tantrum. That's it. The security camera does, in fact, record footage of Cinder, and it'll later go viral. And that's that's the last one. That's it. That's the last one. And there are still 72 left. A lot. That's a lot to look that's forward a to. That's yeah. a lot of eggs. So next, Elsa Mistletoe on Instagram wanted us to discuss some of the fairy tale elements and what did and did not fit with the common Cinderella story. The shoe. The shoe. Her foot instead of a shoe. Like, that's yeah. the, the the major one. Also, like, she's super badass and independent go-getter. She doesn't have a fairy godmother come magic her over to the ball. She freaking builds her own pumpkin. Yes, but yeah. Dr. Erland is a fairy godmother. He gives her the foot. He gives her oh, the yeah. hand. He breaks her out of prison. What a good oh, guy. Sure. Yeah, he's, I think he's yeah. meant to represent the fairy godmother in the series. Yeah. But she does have to get her own ball gown and stuff. Yeah. She also is, like, close with one of the sisters. She is close with one of the sisters. And she... Although, that may not be, like, a thing in all or even most Cinderella things, but in the Drew Barrymore Ever After, there is also a nice evil stepsister. It's the girl who has the baby in the bar in Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, fun. I love that movie. (laughs) She is always dirty. She is always dirty. She doesn't have, like, all the little mice and stuff, but she has an actual sidekick that she has, like, a real relationship and personality with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I goes better than Gus Gus. Yes. <laughs> what else there? 
she's a mechanic. She doesn't, like, just clean the house. She has, like, an actual job. Yeah, she has a real job. <laughs> there definitely wasn't all the concern about death, about, like, her being sent away to the plagues and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, the, one of the climactic points in Cinderella is when she finds out she can't go to the ball. But one of our climactic moments is her going to the ball. Well, is her going to the quarantines. She goes to the ball in yeah. Cinderella. But I was saying one of the climactic moments was her going to the quarantines to visit Peony, her going to the testing. Mm-hmm. We thought she was going to die, but she didn't. Yeah, I was saying that the from the contrast of her, she didn't. She wanted to go to the ball in like Cinderella, the original story, but in Cinder, she doesn't want to go to the ball, but she has to. That's a good point. So it's 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 kind of not yeah. quite opposite. It's got t- touches from each other, but it's like a yin and yang. So it's also like she has to leave the ball by midnight because the magical wire off. But Cinder has to leave the ball because she's in danger every second that she's there. She's one step closer to Levana finding out who she is. Yep. Yeah. We have an evil queen instead of no evil queen, just in general. Yeah, there is no evil queen. I mean, it's just the evil stepmother and stuff, but we have, like, an actual villain. Yeah, in Cinderella, like, the kingdom or whatever is just kind of self-contained, but... Self-contained, that's a great word for it. Yeah. In the Commonwealth, we have all these other countries, moon, and... There's a lot of political elements in Cinder that are not present in Cinderella. Correct. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Again, the Drew Barrymore one, there is a whole thing where the prince is supposed to marry a girl from Spain so that they can have an alliance, and then he's like, no, I want Drew Barrymore, but... Who wouldn't? Right? Now I want to go watch Never Been Kissed. Aw. That's like my favorite Drew Barrymore movie. Yeah. I just love that line. Actually, I shouldn't say that because I'm your teacher. It's like, I realize that there are some red flags with that movie, but I don't really care. (laughs) Well, okay, but in, you know, 1998 or whatever, it was, like, not the same thing to Mm -hmm. date your teacher. Like, that stuff went on, and nobody thought that it was. Well, it's also, like, it's okay because he's, like, crazy good-looking, and also because it turns out she's not 17. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> like, the Rob thing was messed up because yes. you found, she totally is 16. <laughs> She's totally underage and he's totally overage, but it's okay because we find out Drew Barrymore is actually an adult and it's fine. Right. <sighs> oh, man. Anyways, I feel like it's the smallest element, but it's also the biggest element is just that this is such a different Cinderella. Cinderella is usually represented as slender blonde who's just mm-hmm. breathtakingly beautiful and mm-hmm. she kills everybody with kindness and she's so nice and so sweet and everybody loves her and she's got these evil sisters that don't appreciate her and this horrible stepmother that abuses her and cinder is such a good advocate for herself for Ico, for peony for other cyborgs i mean and she has no problem. The, the very first sentence out of her mouth is, it's not like wires are contagious. Like, our girl has sass. <laughs> she's got sass. She's she's a strong, independent woman who don't need no kindness to get her through life. Right, right. And she doesn't really, like, we see kindness from Cinder, but a lot of times when she's placed, faced with those types of conflicts, she whips out her mag belts and takes care of the business. Yeah, she <laughs> she pounds a she pounds a Medroid's head in until it can't work anymore. I mean, she's our girl is badass. Hell yeah, go yeah. Cinder. Yes, yes. 
Okay, so who, other than, like, Cinder or Kai, who was your favorite, like, secondary character of the series, or of this book? Torin. Mine, too. I like Torin. I love Torin. Other than him being an ass. I, see, I like that part about no, him. No, no. It shows his humanistic I don't care. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm, I'm still angry with him for that. I love it. I love it. Is yours Iko? Of course. Of course. Yeah. Of course. I love Iko. Okay, who do we think is worse, Pearl or Audrey? Audrey. Audrey. I think so, too. Yeah. I think so, too. What was your favorite moment from the entire book? I really dig the fireflies part. Um, I really like when she looks up at Lavana and tells her, Oh, you're hideous. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> um, there's so many different little spots. Yeah. Like, that I just love. It was a good book. It was a good book. Yeah. I love when Peony says she loves Cinder. Oh, yeah. I love that moment where we see that it's not, like, a one-sided connection, you know? I love the moment in the elevator where they almost kiss. I get butterflies (laughs) when I read that part. It kills me, but I think it's brilliant writing when Kai is, like, holding the foot and he's, like, you're even more painful to look at than she is. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of my favorite moments of the whole series, though. It's, like, gut-wrenching, but it's such good writing. I love everything with Aiko. (laughs) I like the episode where I said she was a metallic ball of sunshine, because I think that that is a really good description of her. Yeah. Not to pat myself on the back. (laughs) No, kiss your brain. (laughs) That's right. Becca, what about you? What were some of your favorite moments? Anything with Aiko, of course. I loved when Peony gave her her bracelet. Yes. Yeah. Gosh, I like when she crashed into the tree. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like it even more now that you know it was an Easter egg? Which? The tree crash. It was? Yeah, we just no, talked we- about it. She She talked about how she was worried that the uh, bad weather might be difficult to drive in. And then, oh, like, sure. yeah. And then the next day, she crashes into a tree. Yeah, it is. It is difficult to drive in any weather when you don't have brakes. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. yeah. Well, she also didn't have like windshield wipers, but the brakes are far more important. So. Oh man. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I love the rain. I like that it rains. I don't know. Oh. And the description of like their apartment building. I don't know all the imagery, right? Yeah. Yes. All the imagery. All of it. Just all of it. And I really want dumplings. (laughs) And sticky buns. And sticky buns. Yes. That was probably one of my favorite moments was just Aiko. All those sticky buns. Yeah. Oh, we need to do sorting hat. We do. So according to Marissa Meyer, Cinder is a Gryffindor and Kai and Aiko are both Hufflepuffs. Okay. But we we get to house everybody else. So, I'm looking at this list, and Dr. Erland comes to mind as a Gryffindor. Oh, I was going to say Dr. Erland was a Slytherin. What? I could How see a Slytherin. A Ravenclaw. He can be a Ravenclaw, too. Yeah. but Oh, I was going to say Slytherin because he's focused on the greater good, and he doesn't mind the sacrifices he has to make. Yeah. I was saying because he's brave. I'm not he saying really he's does. not brave, but you can be brave and be in Slytherin. Yeah. Yeah. I was just yeah. going to say... 
sacrificing other people and other things to get what you want and what mm-hmm. you need, even if, the, if even if what you need and what you want is for the greater good, that type of like thought process, I would say, is more Slytherin trait. Okay, I can yeah. see that. Yeah, you've convinced me. I would say Torin is one. Torn is one hundred percent Ravenclaw. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I, that I, boy lives in rules and legislation, and like he, that's where his bread and butter and brain goes. Like yeah. he has to be meticulous. He's um, yeah. who is that really annoying Ravenclaw? Zachariah Smith. <laughs> Yes! He's Zachariah Smith. Like, everything has to be by the rules, and if it's not, you better explain it to me. Yes! Yeah. Absolutely. Peony. Peony, yeah, that's who I was going to say. I almost want to put her in Hufflepuff, just because of how sweet and kind she is. Hufflepuff, but she's brave. She is brave. She's very brave. She's so caring, though. Yeah. Maybe just giving Eichel a bracelet is such a Hufflepuff move. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. So Peony's Hufflepuff. What about Pearl? I don't know, like... Yeah, I feel like she was a squib. <laughs> I actually, I want Pearl and Audrey to both be squibs now. <laughs> yes, I think it's done. Yes. 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 That's yes. a house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Most people would be like, oh, well, they're Slytherins because they're evil. No, they're squibs. Slytherins are not evil. I married a Slytherin. Shut up. I did too. Slytherins are not... No, actually, Quinta was a Gryffindor. I'm a Slytherin. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we had a whole conversation because you... You were like, I do bad things because I'm a Slytherin. And Becca and I were like, no. <laughs> no. no. You can't blame not. that. No. What do you guys think? Like, obviously, we want to say Lavana's a Slytherin, right? Because she's constantly putting herself first. Mm. I think she's a hag. She's a different species. She's not human because she's lunar. Right. Yeah. But she's not a witch. She's a bitch. Something else. She's a hag. No, I love that. I think she's definitely a hag. I go with hag. Yes. Or one of those, one of those little things that grab onto Harry in book four. We learn about him in book three, but in book four, he's in the lake and the little things that grab him and he has to use Grindelow? a spell. Grindelow? Yeah, Grindelow's. Okay. Grindelow. They're like scaly and weird and she's ugly, so. Sybil might be a Grindelow. <laughs> we really don't know Sybil very well yet. We mostly we just know that she has her head up Slavana's ass, and she's Peter Pettigrew. Pettigrew. Yes, that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What did you guys think of all of the, like, Anastasia Lost Princess connections? I liked it. That was one of my favorite elements of the book, was finding all of those. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. Having not read the books, what are you guys, like, looking forward to what are you guys hoping will be will happen well, in the future so i've read scarlet and cress and i've only read book one of winter what about you becca you don't really have a recollection of reading scarlet no and i don't even think i finished it actually so what um, are you like expecting right now or do you have any predictions about where the story is going scarlet so red riding hood right yes is that a spoiler? Am I allowed to say that? Let's read the inscription for the forward. Okay. Cinder, the cyborg mechanic, returns in the second thrilling installment of the best-selling Lunar Chronicles. She's trying to break out of prison, even though if she succeeds, she'll be the Commonwealth's most wanted fugitive. Halfway around the world, Scarlet Benoit's grandmother is missing. When Scarlet encounters Wolf, a street fighter who may have information about her grandmother's whereabouts, 
She is loath to trust this stranger, but is inexplicably drawn to him and he to her. As Scarlet and Wolf unravel one mystery, they encounter another when they meet Cinder. Now all of them must stay one step ahead of the vicious lunar Queen Lavana, who will do anything for the handsome Prince Kai to become her husband, her king, and her prisoner. It's a pretty good forward. Yeah. So we know that there's going to be someone named Scarlet and someone named Wolf, and we know that they're going to meet Cinder somewhere. Yeah. And my favorite character comes in Scarlet, so I'm really excited for... (laughs) I'm super excited for Becca to meet him, because he's my fave. Yeah. And I've gotten so many people on Instagram who are like, oh, I can't wait for you guys to get to this part so Becca can be there. So everybody's very excited for Becca. (laughs) Yay, Becca. Okay, I'm excited. I can't think Little Red Riding Hood and not think Into the Woods. Oh. And I hope that this wolf person is not like the one in the Bernadette Peters stage filmed version of Into the Woods. Well, we'll have to wait and see. I don't want to give anything away. And I'm assuming that Scarlet is nothing like that particular Red Riding Hood because she was... Have to wait and see. But we can't expect Marissa Meyer to write anything less than a wonderful heroine. So... Oh, well, that's true. true. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited, too. Mm, me three. We were supposed to pick our favorite Cinder moment, too. Oh! Our favorite oh. moment that Cinder had in the books. I like when she almost kisses Kai in the elevator. That's I think that's my favorite part. I like when she steals the umbrella and then just, like, tosses it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I think I like the ball. When she has, she has this moment where she's like, I can deny everything. It's like her inner dialogue is like, I can deny everything. I didn't even really know. And instead she's like, it doesn't, it doesn't make any difference. Fine. Whatever. Yeah, I'm lunar and I came to earth to escape you and I'm much safer now. And you, you're a terrible person. Bye, Queen Lavana. I think that's one of the best moments with her. Okay, yeah, I like it. I just, like, in that moment, she knows that she's got two choices. She can deny, 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 which obviously she wants to, or she can just walk right into it, and she chooses to just go into it, and I love that moment. Even though, like, Kai is basically holding her hand at that point. Like, she knows how bad this is going to end for her, and she's Mm -hmm. still like, no, I got to do it. Mm -hmm. Is that Gryffindor Mm -hmm. coming out? Yep. Yeah. Bravery. Bravery. Badass. Very badass. This is such a great book, you guys. I'm super excited for Scarlet. Now, we're not going to do Scarlet until January. The first episode of Scarlet will come out January 6th. So we're going to be gone for a little while, but when we come back, we'll have more episodes. Yeah. I think, did you guys have anything (laughs) else you wanted to talk about for Cinder? No, that was our first book. That was our first book. We did it. What has been your favorite part about doing the podcast since it's our the end of our first season kind okay. of thing? I want to go first. Okay. Because I've always loved reading. And I think I've told I told this on the one of the podcasts before, one of the episodes, about how Bethany got me into this book and then it kind of just waterfalled into a ton of other books. Yeah. But it's also talking about the book with other people. It's helping me a little bit as an instructor to get better at speaking. It's also just bonding with new friends, finding a new new friend, having that time every week where I take my my time 
and I give it to other people. It's very like selfless to me and all that jazz and just being here with you too. I love it. Yeah. It's a good one. Arts. You go, Becca. Yeah. Gosh, I just love hanging out with you guys. Like, this is my me time, you know, like, and I don't take a lot of that. So it's wonderful. And it's so refreshing, I think, to talk so much about a book, but in like a, you know, like in school, how your English teachers would just like analyze books to death and be like, oh, what do you think the author was thinking? And what is the symbolism and all that? (laughs) And I hated that. And that was like the only reason why I didn't become an English teacher was because I didn't want to have to take those literature classes where you just analyze shit to death. Mm-hmm. But I like analyzing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be I, fair, it's, I think it's the same as, like, with poetry. Like, with poetry, I, t- I had to, t- in one of my classes that I took last year, we did a whole, like, chapter on poetry. And it was so annoying because it was, like, it was all about what do you think the author was trying to convey? And it's like, that doesn't really matter. What matters is what I feel when I'm reading it. What matters is how my interpretation is going to be different than Ashley's interpretation, than Becca's interpretation. Like, and I think that's one of the greatest things about doing the podcast, especially since we have Ashley, because me and Becca are on the same wavelength almost every time. And that's great. But I think having Ashley here, because you have such a different perspective on stuff. And I think it gives just another element of things for us to look at. You know, for for example, Iko being torn down to just a personality chip, that really destroyed me because I was like, okay, well, she's basically in a coma. But Ashley was like, no, the bright side is she's still there. Like, we just have to find a way to bring her back. Yeah. You know, and I was just like those types of little tiny perspective changes, I think, are good because it helps the three of us have such a different perspective for the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And yeah, that's such a definitely like it doesn't matter what the author was trying to convey or what the author, you know, meant by anything. It's, it's how it makes you feel and what it makes you think of. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How about you? Everything. Um, <laughs> I, you know what I love that I never knew I wanted that it's, it's one of those things I never knew I wanted it. And now I need it is just the fandom community. They have been so nice and so welcoming of us like I don't think Becca and I when we first got started didn't even know how big the books were so we weren't even sure who was gonna listen mm-hmm. other than like our husbands and family members <laughs> but we have gotten so much just so many people in the community that are so welcoming and they reach out to us they leave us reviews they send us messages the fan art Friday has been so much fun you know, I mean, like I said, we already have people sending us for Scarlet because they know next next they know that our fan art is also spoiler free and next book is going to be Scarlet. So they're starting to send in other fan art that we get to participate in. And that's fun. God, I just love the whole thing. <laughs> it's a lot of work, but I think it's worth it. Yeah, I just love the community. And I, I want to say thank you to the community because I think we really have gotten a nice welcome from everybody. And I love how much everyone has embraced us and supported us because we really appreciate it i mean second we have 29 reviews and over 30 episodes and 3500 downloads which is a lot Mm -hmm. um and like 530 followers on instagram yeah i feel like we've gotten a lot of support and i really appreciate that since we're going to be on hiatus our listeners don't get any episodes for a couple of weeks what other podcast should they listen to this is the only podcast i listen to no lie I would say if you're looking for a podcast that's like 
similar to ours kind of concept, you know, where it's analytical of each individual chapter and stuff. And you like Harry Potter, I would recommend The Real Weird Sisters. Because the, sure. the Real yeah. Weird Sisters are, first of all, amazing. And their podcast is like ours. They go through Harry Potter chapter by chapter, book by book, and they just talk about everything Harry Potter. They're not spoiler free, but I mean, at this point, you know, it's Harry Potter. So, Too true. but yeah, I mean, that podcast is incredible. If you like friends, Becca and I love best of friends podcast. BOF is so funny. Um, yes. it's good. It is. I've really been enjoying Dolly Parton's America. Oh, I love yeah. Dolly. It's been great. A national treasure. She is. Yeah. I would say, too, I always look forward every other Wednesday, Do You Need a Ride <laughs> comes out, which, so everybody knows about My Favorite Murder, whatever, but so Karen Kilgariff, like one of the two hosts of that, hosts Do You Need a Ride with a comedian, Chris Irving, and they just drive around in a car, and sometimes they have somebody with them that may or may not need a ride to the airport. And they just riff for like an hour, and it's great. That is great. I also thought, because I know some of our listeners like Twilight, there's a podcast called Remember Twilight. That's like ours, where they do chapter by chapter of Twilight. So that would also be a good one to go listen to. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of really great podcasts out there. I just encourage, if, especially like, because I know a lot of people said they never really got into podcasts before ours. I totally understand. I never got into podcasts before Best of Friends podcasts. But I really encourage you to just take a look around whatever podcasting platform you use. Just, you know, type in stuff that you like and see what pops up. There's a How I Met Your Mother one that I found that I really like. Um, Dear Mr. Potter is wonderful. Dear Mr. Potter is this like, is he a professor, right? He has a doctorate in uh, literature or something, right? Alistair? Yeah. I honestly don't know his bio. I just know that he's amazing. Have you listened to um, In Want of a Wife? Yes. <gasps> oh my goodness. Okay. If anybody out there is a fan of Pride and Prejudice, or could be a fan, or just doesn't hate it, or even hates it and wants to hate on it. Uh, these, uh, I don't even know how to describe what Alistair does. It's like seminars. It's and TED it's, Talks. Yes, but like chapters of books, and there's a schedule, and there's like live chats that you can join, and like people live tweet and stuff. But I've never been a part of, like, anything live. Like, I just go back I and listen to entire seasons, like, way after the fact. But In Want of a Wife was his series on Pride and Prejudice, and it is phenomenal. Yes. I have never read it. I did not care about it. I read it along with him. I love In Want of a Wife. Um, so it looks like we somehow lost Becca in the Yay. snowstorm, I guess. I'm guessing Aww. it's, like, cold and stormy there. Probably. In Nebraska. So we're going to do our wrap-up without her. We were pretty much done talking anyways. Yeah. Um, Cinder was amazing. I'm super excited to get to Scarlet and keep going forward with the podcast because it's wonderful. It is wonderful. And I love you, ladies. I love you guys, too, and I love our fan base. Thank you for being awesome. I love 
always going onto Instagram. And oh my God, Instagram makes me so happy. I just re- scroll through like fan art and stuff. <laughs> regardless of the day, I can open up Instagram and I'll see something that the podcast posted. And then I get to go and look at all of the great responses that everybody puts on the podcast. Yes, which is also great. really nice. So yeah, I can't wait to see what other great things we achieve all together, all three of us. Yeah, I'm really excited. Thank you again to all of our fans and listeners, and congratulations to Chanry's Little Devil. You get my very sad book. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. So, um, in the meantime, rate, review, and subscribe, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all the other places. Every, all of the places. Don't forget to check out our website. Yes. And send us, um, send us any fan art Friday for Scarlet coming up. Just make sure it's spoiler free. If it's not spoiler free, please still send it to us. I will hold on to it. Like those fall ones that I held on to for 25 weeks. Forever. (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, in the meantime, I hope everyone has a wonderful holiday. Yes, have a blessed, wonderful, exciting holiday. And you know what? Party it up. Yeah. Enjoy it. This yeah. is your guys' break, too. <laughs> yeah. And instead of saying see you next week, I guess we'll say see you in January. I'll see you in 2020, like yeah. my vision. <laughs> <laughs> see you next year. Ha ha ha. ha, ha. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Goodness. Yes, I love it. So, All right. Okay. Bye. The passages read for you today are from Cinder by Marissa Meyer. This podcast is hosted and produced by Bethany Finger. Today's special guests were Ashley Leonard and Rebecca Baker. The logo art was created by Angela Wong on Instagram. Thank you for listening.